Hello and welcome into another episode of Two Cents Sports Talk. I'm your host Adam Katulak, joined by my co-host Brian Crum. Hey Adam, you ready to uh, ready to talk some uh, Browns Steelers football? Yeah, it's the off season, and uh, we're, we're, I'm pretty excited about it. There's a lot of optimism for every team. You know, we had the Bengals go from 29th best odds to the Super Bowl this year, uh, and, and almost won it. You know, in the fourth quarter. So, you know, there's a lot of optimism for any team around here, especially the Browns and the Steelers, where you know both teams. We're in the playoffs two years ago. Steelers made it last year, and the Browns had high expectations and one of the best rosters overall that we'd seen for the Browns um, in, in years. So it, there's a lot of uh, optimism and good things going on right now. So let's hear your take on the uh, on the Browns, Brian. Yeah, Adam, well, well, I mean, you mentioned it. The, the Browns, they had a 2020 season that gave us a lot of hope coming into the 2021 season. I mean, that was – by far the best year in my Cleveland Browns uh, fandom career. So, I mean, we we had Baker Mayfield actually looking like he was the franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. He came off of his sophomore slump, slinging 26 touchdowns, only had six interceptions. Uh, We we solidified the two-back duo with, with Chubb and Hunt. And, I mean, arguably, I would say that that is the best two-back duo in the league. And we solidified our head coaching situation with Stefanski. I mean, he was coming off of a head coach of the year award. So, uh, and and like you mentioned, the playoffs. I mean, that was our first playoff game since 2002. Mm -hmm. And not only did we make it to the playoffs, but we made it to a competitive second round against the Chiefs that we were playing for the AFC championship game yeah. and we kept it within a, a one score game against Kansas State Chiefs and we beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round. Yeah. I mean and we beat them handedly. So so all of that uh coming off of twenty twenty, yeah, we had a lot of uh hype and momentum that I thought we were gonna carry into the twenty twenty one season. Oh yeah. And we were getting Odell Beckham Jr. back mm-hmm. off of injury. You know, people forget he, he only played half of that 2020 season that was phenomenal for us. So mm-hmm. uh, we came into to the 2021 year, uh, you know, we, we kind of we didn't look amazing, but we yeah. squeaked out a three and one record to start off the first quarter of the year. And then from there on out, I mean, it, it just was kind of. It was kind of downhill. I mean, Baker was playing injured almost all season long. Yeah. Um, a, I mean, uh, you, you got almost tired of hearing the excuse of that. But, I mean, it, it's real. Um, mm-hmm. And then we just ended up under 500 again. Um, and we were out of the playoffs again. Yeah. And, and where are we left? Well, I think we're left again with a question at who's our quarterback for the mm-hmm. franchise yeah, and, and, I- and who are the weapons that we can surround him with. Mm-hmm. Whereas going into the 2020 off season, I thought that it was hey, we have our offense solidified mm-hmm. and the only weakness in our game is our secondary and maybe adding some extra run in pass pressure yeah. on defense. And now I think our defense is looking uh, more like that's going into the 2021 offseason. I feel like our defense is more solidified, and now it's back to 
the darn, uh, you know, offensive woes where we're wondering if we can fix those or not. And yeah. So I have, I have one quick question for you to start. Um, and let's say you guys paid Baker this off season, our last off season. And do you think he would, and let's say he signed like a four or five year deal, something along those lines where job security is there, guaranteed money. He's quarterback sure. for the future, right? Sure. Would, would, do you think he would have got the surgery sooner? potentially and got, you know, sat out six weeks or whatever it was going to take to uh, maybe, maybe even longer, 10 weeks. Um, and had Casey in play, or do you think and he was trying to fight through it for the contract, make the playoffs, potentially squeak out of a win there? Or what are your thoughts there with that? I, I think, uh, I think he would have, because I think it, it not only would, uh, would make sense for him. And uh, I think he would feel more comfortable uh, doing that, knowing that he's locked in for for long term and for uh, high salary, mm-hmm. but to and knowing that we're investing in him as our quarterback of the future, but two, he would also have that that team pressure almost where hey, you are our quarterback of the future, and we do not want to lose you to anything bigger. Like yeah. So yeah. I don't think it. Management cool told him to sit down as well in, in terms of, of his yeah. mind of, yeah. hey, I need to play for this contract and prove to this team that I'm the quarterback of the future, versus, uh, you know, Risk, trying, yeah, toughing it out, to risking it. To, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. I, I was wondering about that. And then number two, obviously, you know, Odell departure. Uh, played with the Rams, did pretty well there. He scored, I think, a touchdown in almost every single one of their games. I think they missed like one or two, yeah, two of them, which is pretty impressive. Contributed to a Super Bowl winning team, so and really rejuvenated his career. And you know, if he didn't tear, if he didn't tear his ACL in the Super Bowl, he'd be one of the top you know wide receiver free agents this offseason, um, which is interesting. That's where I want to go next, though, because you talked about weapons and whatnot. I I agree that you have probably the best backfield in the NFL in terms of the Cream Hunt, Nick Chubb duo as well as offensive line that I think it all has to oh, go yeah. together right if you don't have an offensive line with those two backs you're not putting up the numbers that you would with a solid offensive line and you have a top five if not best offensive line in the league as well that's where expectations you know that's why expectations were so high I think it's a top five roster that you guys put on the field this year and just completely underperformed um for whatever reason that is you know we thought you, you we laid out a few reasons there but but let's look forward looking a little bit here um, and I want to focus specifically on the receivers. And let's start with Jarvis Landry and his uh, $16.3 million cap hit going into the season. And, uh, you know, do you guys keep him? Do you not? Do you try to restructure? Because if you cut him, you save $14.8 million. That's a good bit of money there. And there are some free agents out there that potentially could uh, – you guys could end up with like a Mike Williams or something along those lines or um, Allen Robinson or – I don't know, you know, if teams let them go for good, but Robinson, I think, was tagged last year, so he may be free. Chris Godwin tore his ACL. Do the Bucks, you know, are they in rebuilding mode, whatever? But yeah. what, what are your thoughts there, even even without, you know, the free agents? Is $14.8 million too hard to pass up for Landry, who's had down production over the last few years? Um, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, well, I, I think that um, that's definitely a tough position that the Cleveland Browns and Andrew Barry are in with Jarvis because, like I said, I, I think going into the draft this year, wide receiver is probably our number one uh, hole or position that we're trying to fill. So it's pretty tough to talk about this and and know that you would be letting 
your clear number one wide receiver go to save that $14.8 million. But Jarvis has not been a $14.8 million receiver uh, since we've had him, really. I mean, he, he does produce, um, and he's a great locker room presence. And, you know, he's the heart and soul of the team. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think that sometimes you just got to make a smart business move and and consider the future because that offensive line that you're talking about, Adam, I mean, four out of five of those guys are getting over $10 million a year. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and there's also the quarterback question of how much we're going to end up paying Baker um, if we do. And, and you've got – you know, a superstar, you've got superstar talent on defense that you've got to pay too. Uh, Miles Garrett's locked in, but Denzel Ward's contract's coming up too. So Mm -hmm. anyways, I I would, I definitely understand why it would be under consideration, but uh, if you're going to give Baker a fair uh, final year to, you know, make or break to prove himself if if we're going to pay him or not, I think that you can you have to take away any excuses uh, that he could potentially rely on there. Where you've got to give him wide receivers. So mm-hmm. yeah. if it's not Jarvis, then you've got to go out and get somebody in free agency to pair with mm-hmm. another one of these young talents in the draft. Uh, so I guess my answer to that is. If you can get a Chris Godwin, a Mike Williams, an Allen Robinson, a Cortland Sutton mm-hmm. for fourteen mil or less, yeah, then sure, even even do eighteen it. million for like you know do some it. of those guys, but eighteen million. I don't million, know yeah. that you can get those guys for fourteen mil or less. I feel like Jarvis would be right in that same range, or I feel like those guys are right in that same range. Where I mean, like a Mike Williams. You're probably going to have to pay him that 14 mil, if not more. It, yeah. um, and it, it just comes down to what you're you're willing to, you know, what who's who's more worth who's worth the value there. Yeah, and I, I definitely think a Mike Williams would be a significant upgrade over a Jarvis Landry, and I think paying him even let's say a Kenny Galladay deal where it's like 18 a year or whatever over four years or whatever, five years. I think that, that would be something pretty solid, you know, 27 years old, big play receiver. You saw what Justin Herbert could do for him, go up and get it, and then draft another receiver to pair with him. I think that'd be a pretty solid duo, and you wouldn't have to worry about the receiver position anymore because you guys have a tight window, right? Before you pay the quarterback, you need to, you know, before, you know, whether you pay Baker or not, you want to give him a fair shot. That's one way to do it. You know, I don't think that Jarvis Landry's production is going to get you there. Um, you know, and I think that Williams will be able to do it as well as, you know, potentially taking uh, a receiver with the 13th overall pick. And uh, yeah, I, I think that you got to go with someone, an upgrade, you know, that that's a clear upgrade to me. That That is by far and away a clear upgrade. And if you can pay similar money, even a little bit more, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, uh, you, but that's the thing. You have to go out and fill that void. With a free agent. Too. Yeah, and that's a lot of money. Not, you can't just do it through the draft. It's it's either you have Jarvis and you pair him with another young wide receiver out of the draft, or you have a Mike Williams or an Allen Robinson uh, paired with another young wide receiver out of the draft. You can't, you can't cut Jarvis and then just fill it through the draft. You, you can't. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I mean, that's just a, that's such a big cap hit, you know, I... I 
you could almost replace him that money with like a Chandler Jones pass rusher or something along those lines. There's a lot of options you could play with that money. I feel like, but I get what you're saying because you need to well, you need to figure out what you have you with know, your quarterback, right? I, I wish that I felt more confident in my quarterback to to say that that was okay, but I, I, our quarterback needs these weapons to throw the ball to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's this offense isn't gonna it's not gonna be a, a uh, Super Bowl winning offense with just Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but um, you know, you got you got to give them some help, and you got to figure out what you have there, right? And then make a decision whether you move off from them, franchise tag, whatever else, and and if he could be healthy, you know, you you can figure it out. So okay, let's transition a little bit more to um, you know, any any receivers in the draft that you like, or or any other positions that you want to you know talk about here in terms of like who else you want to see in the later rounds potentially. Um, keep working on the secondary, get another pass rusher. What what are your thoughts there? What do you, what would you do with your first uh? your first pick overall. I know we talked receiver a good bit, but let's say you get a wide receiver to replace Jarvis Landry, um, Allen Robinson or Mike Williams talent. What, what do you do from there? First, Well, pick. that's the thing because uh, yeah, you definitely look at wide receiver first. And I think, I mean, there's, there's at least four, if not five uh, first round consensus wide receivers available. So that's, a, that's good news. You got, Drake London, you've got Jamison Williams. I would love Jamison Williams if he wasn't coming off that ACL injury. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the two us, you guys, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Yep. Um, I, I think Garrett Wilson would be a nice addition. Um, mm-hmm. But you also have a significant need at, at the defensive line. Yeah, you have Miles Garrett, but if we don't sign Jadavion Clowney back, uh, then we're going to have some big holes there because, I mean, even if you do get Clowney back, the the free agents that the Browns have this offseason, Jadavion Clowney, D-end, you've got uh, Takaris McKinley, D-end, Malik Jackson, defensive tackle, Open Joby, defensive tackle, Sheldon Day, defensive tackle, and then you've got uh, Anthony Walker and Malcolm Smith in the uh, – linebacker group and you've got Rodney Harris who are going to be out. So there are holes to fill on defense. And I mean, over five of those guys walk it who could potentially walk the season are on the D line. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely be looking D line too. Um, And if you did get a, a Mike Williams or, or even if you did keep Jarvis, uh, I would still be comfortable if we went in the second round with, with somebody like a John Menchie out of Alabama mm-hmm. uh, and, and filling that defensive uh, line void um, in the first round. So, yeah. so yeah, those, those would really be the two things. So I, I'd be looking wide receiver, defensive line, and uh, linebacker. Yeah, and I think uh, I think overall it's a pretty deep wide receiver draft. You know, there's some people at the top, but I don't think they're, they're too too. They, no one really separates themselves from like anyone, like you said, John Menchie or or Jahan Dotson or or everyone else later on. You know, David Bell, Justin Ross. Like there's there's people there's receivers and there's typically receivers in the second and third round that you can find guys into. So you could potentially go on you know the Denver Broncos strategy and draft two receivers in the same draft. Uh, you know. Judy and Hamlin a few years ago that they, you know, but um, I'm, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's going to be an interesting draft for you guys. And, 
you know, I think you guys are in a decent position still because you have the offensive line, you have the running game, and that's the most important part. That assists with the the defense. You have a young secondary. We'll see if you guys can improve that, you know, or can consistently improve that, have these guys grow up. Uh, Denzel Ward will be a big signing potentially this offseason. That'll be um, – That'll be a big, you know, target if you guys can get that in on a team-friendly deal or something that makes sense cap-wise. That'll be big. Uh, Miles Garrett's cap hit's not too too big this year. Things like thirteen million, but it does start picking up over the next few seasons and pay, potentially paying Baker, let's say thirty million or so uh, going forward. That's also going to be a cap crunch going forward. So I mean, this is a huge year. Year paying Garrett thirteen on the cap. Uh, and Baker paying, you know, paying Baker about 18 and a half. That's going to be big. You know, those are relatively low salaries compared to the position and the player type that they're, that they are. So that's, um that's something I would really uh, point towards. And, you know, window, I'm not going to say it's closing because you have a lot of the lines uh, signed for a while and, and receive are uh, and running backs as well, but you want it there's only so many, you know, shots that you have at it, you know, bites at the apple that you can have before, you know, salaries really start squeezing it. And if you guys do pay pick, let's say 30, 35 million, that, that could be, you know, that could start crunching the cap a little bit more and you don't, you know, maybe you don't get to keep a tight end or, or someone in the secondary or, or even a linebacker or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, started off the show talking about uh, a lot of the, uh, negatives of the season of the 2021 season, but there were some positives. I mean, our defense definitely improved. I mean, we we moved up to being tied for 13th in the league, right in the middle of the pack, but 13th in the league for points allowed um, per game in, in all season, and mm-hmm. that was just that one point ahead of the Super Bowl champions LA Rams defense that you know uh, that that was a big part of the the Super Bowl game there yeah. their defense came up big yeah uh, we were 12th in rush yards allowed uh, fifth in pass yards allowed we improved from 22nd in total pass yards allowed uh, from 2020 to fifth in the league in 2021. Yeah. So uh, our defense had a significant improvement. I mean, we were fifth in total yards allowed mm-hmm. uh, in the entire league. So this defense, they they were uh, they were seen as maybe our hole in 2020. Yeah. And they were really our strength in 2021. So um, outside of losing a lot of our linemen. Uh, yeah, we, we have a lot to, to really work off of on the defensive end. And if we fill that void, um, then I at, at defensive line, I think that we will – I mean, it, it's back to the offense again. It's yeah. whether or not the offense can put it together. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think Baker's an elite quarterback. You know, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the AFC, but I think that you can offset it a good bit with having a great offensive line, a good running game and a solid defense. Like you talked about, if you keep building upon that and also give weapons to make the job of the quarterback easier, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is an elite quarterback either, but he's a solid game manager who doesn't turn the ball over too, too much and makes decent reads, you know, doesn't have the best arm Baker, I think has a better arm, but you know what I mean? Jimmy Garoppolo went to the Super Bowl three years ago and was a few plays away, maybe an interception, a Matthew Stafford interception away from going again. So it can be done with a good roster built around you. And I think the Browns, have a very similar roster, um, a really pretty loaded roster. And if you get, you know, a few weapons this offseason and improve your defense a little bit more, 
yeah, there, there's no reason that you guys can't make the make make the playoffs, make a run at it. Because once you're in with that kind of run game and time possession and, and defense, I really think that anything can happen. So there's a lot of optimism there as well. But you know, you just have to get it done, and 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 you know, getting over that hump pretty much is still um, still a lot of stress. I would say, you know, it, 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 it once it until it's done, it's still stressful. You know, it's all it's all hypothetical. And, you know, we've had a few years, the Freddie kitchen year where the hype was high and then it didn't get there. Right. Like there's a lot of the expectations, you know, it's yeah. still, you still got to get past the expectation. That seems to be a hold up for, for the Browns or it had been, it has been over the last few years, which is, you know, I know it's frustrating as a fan, but it's still like once it happens, I think, you know, again, and it, you know, I don't know. It almost feels like you guys are still in the prove it phase rather than like, you know, Hey, we yeah. belong. And that's almost, I don't know how it, does you know I, I don't know how like you know mentally that is but like once you get over it i think that you guys can get there and you have a team to do it i, I really think you do keeping the offensive line um and, and building through the draft will be big yeah you know that's yeah that's the thing we we've got to get over that prove it hump um it's but look, look at the Bengals. i mean they didn't even have to go through that prove it phase because of the guy who was behind center. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, they, that's... they did have to go through that phase, but it just it was a, a minor phase. Yes. Whereas with the Cleveland Browns, I mean, this is a a more than comfortably long phase. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, Joe, Joe Burrow had one of the worst offensive lines in the Super Bowl almost ever. You know what I mean? It was the worst offensive line, I think, in the playoffs, maybe maybe second to the Steelers, you know, but um I don't know. Uh I don't yeah, I mean, so getting there year two for the you know, that that just shows how important the quarterback is, the quarterback position yeah. is. But you can also Baker, get Baker has one of the the better offensive lines in the league. He does. And and, and running we still end up six most six most in the league for sacks this year. Yeah. I mean Yeah, no. Yeah, that's 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 uh, yeah. It, it, you just need to get that straightened out. You know, what I mean, you get it all straightened out. Get healthy. I think that you know another off season, he's gonna be motivated. We'll see what happens. You know, we you yeah. never know. But I mean, if you get him some, we- you get more weapons or whatever. Because obviously, Burrow had the better weapons of the two guys. But I mean, the line's important, the run game's important, and the defense is important. I think the Browns had uh, the advantage on almost all three of those, which is sort of crazy. But the quarterback is really important too. But you know, we talked about Jimmy G and. Uh, you know, a potential landing spot for him this year would be uh, would be Pittsburgh, my team. You know, I'm not really sure where uh, where he uh, he's going to go or what the Steelers are going to do this offseason. But I am looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing a rebuild, new new uh, sheriff behind center and and what what's going to go on there. I, I don't know. Um, right now, it's Mason Rudolph. and I'm not sure if how uh, how excited I am about that. I'm not too thrilled about potentially having him there, you know, but I wouldn't mind some free agents like a Mitchell Trubisky, Jameis Winston, or, you know, I would love Kenny Pickett in the draft um, and, and and that. But, yeah, I mean, I'm really curious to see what we do there. I hope we address the offensive line, uh, potentially quarterback in the draft. If it's not Pickett, I'm okay with waiting and going free agent. Um, but, yeah, I really think that the offensive line needs to be improved. We can work through Najee Harris. We have decent receivers, and our defense um, is one of the best uh, at getting to the quarterback. Yeah, so. uh, you know, that's – yeah, to recap the Steelers season, that, that one, um, or just the 2021 season, uh, considering the Browns and the Steelers, I I really, I did not think that the Steelers would, we would be saying that out of the two, the Steelers was the team to make the playoffs. I mean, I, 
I did not have a whole lot of faith in the Steelers going into this season. And uh, they they finished out the season strong there to, to make it to the playoffs for one last time for Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Adam, they do have a lot of holes to fill. Uh, and it's yeah. not only on the offensive end, though. I mean, it's not only uh, behind center. It's the defense, too. I mean, you guys, even though you guys had – the defensive player of the year and, and TJ Watt mm-hmm. uh, send the sacks record or tying the sacks record with yep. uh, Michael Strahan. I mean, your defense was, it was a non-characteristic year for the Steelers defense. Yep. There was no iron curtain. No. I mean, you guys were 32nd dead last in rush yards allowed mm-hmm. this year yeah. and 20th in points allowed. Yeah. Uh, your past defense you know, it was in the top ten, but it still wasn't one that I, I think you can no. confidently hang your hat on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, um, th- there's there's a lot more than just uh, who's going to replace Big Ben. Oh yeah, and I mean, it's going to start with the offensive line, I think, because t- like I talked about the Browns taking pressure off the defense and the quarterback, whoever it's going to be, will be big, so we can run Najee a good bit there. Um, and then I think that, you know, St- Stefan Tuitt didn't play all year because his brother um, passed away unexpectedly. And that was a $14 million cap hit or so and one of our best, you know, defensive linemen. So having Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, and Tuitt would have been a lot different there. He's a good run stopper there. So having him her- him out for um, for for that and having Tyson Alawalu, who are our, our nose tackle, big nose tackle, got hurt early on. I think he broke his foot. Um, th- that really hurt. The, that really hurt the run game. You know, we had to go back up, back up there, um, as well. So that 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 doesn't really help with the run attack, uh, run defense too too much. And then our offensive line was one of the worst. You know, Ben was basically done in the arm. I feel like um, he couldn't sling it like he used to, especially in a seventeen game season. But he was he did well enough to get us into the playoffs, and and that's you know that's w- surpassing expectations. Uh, by a good bit there, so that was that was exciting just to see that run and just make it somehow, some way. You know, Mike Tomlin never having a losing season in 15 years, just just really crazy how that how that took place. But I'm excited to see the future. You know, even if it is Mason Rudolph, his arm strength's probably a little bit stronger than Ben's. He can move around a little bit more. I'd like to see what other options are out there. Trubisky, um, um, Winston, like I said earlier, and then potentially through the draft with. I, I mean, I don't think any pick is going to be there, but we'll see what happens there with potentially like a Matt Corral or something. I know Malik Willis has been rumored recently, but I'm not really too thrilled about that. I'm, I'm I really always straight up. Yeah, well, I would, I would love that, but uh, Steelers typically just draft where they are. They don't move up too, too much. But if 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 they like what they saw in in the uh, in the in the practice facility of the, you know, the shared practice facility of Pitt and Pitt and the Steelers, hopefully they do trade up with the uh, trade up with someone and and go after him. But yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Um, I think that Pickett would be a really good uh, piece overall for us, but um. And, and he's one of my favorite players, favorite quarterback coming out of this draft by far. But, you know, I, I'm optimistic, but, I mean, you just need to figure out what's going on. Like you talked about before, Joe Burrow's the guy for the for the Bengals, and he's the big reason that they're in the Super Bowl year two, especially after, you know, suffering an ACL injury. still got him there. So if you don't have a guy, you're not – there's no shot, really. I mean, you can make the playoffs still with a good defense or a good run game or something along those lines, but you're not going to get over the top. Beat Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert – you know, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Um, it's a loaded team. You saw Tannehill, the one C got, you know, beat. 
you know, the first round and, and the Packers. So, well, it sounds like you're you're kind of changing your talk track now, Adam. You're trying to walk me off the ledge with Baker, and uh, now you're telling me that you gotta have the guy. Oh, you gotta have the guy. I but 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 like you know, in terms of Garoppolo, we, we don't have anyone. Like Rudolph hasn't shown anything that you can get to the playoffs. Baker has a playoff win, and you guys have one of the best offensive lines, best run attack, and you know an improving defense. You know what I mean? So that's different than like you don't have any guy at all, right? Like that's that's completely different in my opinion, especially in our uh, our division where you have Lamar and Burrow at the top of it, you know, and then you also have the Browns who are pretty good. And then the Steelers, I mean, they still have players defensively and offensively. So that's, you know what I mean? <clears throat> There's still some guys that can can shine, but yeah, it's just it's a competitive division as well. It's not like it's the uh, the NFC East where, you know, it's like the Cowboys and potentially some Eagles, but I mean, you're not playing yeah. There's a lot of gimmies, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. We'll be providing more uh, more coverage on, you know, potentially, you know, mock drafts or, you know, top quarterbacks uh, along the way, as well as, you know, uh, getting into the uh, M- M- uh, NBA playoffs and uh, talking about, you know, our picks there and what we're excited to see. Uh, hopefully the Cavs keep doing well that with that young core. There's a lot of bright future there. You have the Philadelphia 76ers with James Harden, and then, you know, the Nets are just always entertaining being the 8th seed currently, but always having a lot of star power and whatnot. So uh, a lot to get, for, a lot to look forward to, and, and we're looking forward to sharing that with you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about uh, some Cavs basketball here soon. Yep. All right. Thank you for listening. <laughs>